So they want to mock us all they want to mock us. I'm telling them it's not over. So they can print all that crap all they want all over their locker. It's not over. It'll never be over here. We are going to get into Pac-12 football <laughs> with, our, with our star quarterback. Yes, sir. Help us with a preview. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, man. We'll start out with this. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah. We got a free – what is that, a free safety? Yeah, that's your free safety, all right? Field corner, uh, boundary corner. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll start We'll start off with Oregon. We'll preview the Oregon Ducks, your arch rivals. Yes, sir. And this is the 425. Yep. This is the 425 of his biggest rival. Now, what we talk about when we talk about football is how incestuous it is, right? So, Chance – when he plays Oregon, he's going to see about – let me know if I'm wrong, right? All of this, let me know if I'm wrong, Chance, because uh, Scott and I are spectators. You're, a, you're, you're an active participant. You know yeah. what they do. You know when you have these commentators and they're trying mm-hmm. to say stuff, you're like, come on, put that on mute. He's cluttering yeah. my mind. <laughs> actually know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. This is what yeah. I'm saying. From my point of view, this is the 425. Yeah. Right? Basic. This is basic stuff. This when you play Oregon, this is what you're gonna line up with. But again, all our podcasts are business meetings on purpose and not. So I use business and financial concepts yep. in order to make decisions, right? So it's fundamental analysis. I had a good time with Cade. Cade came up to me when you were playing in the Jimmy Campbell Bowl. He's like, Yeah, my <laughs> economics class listens to the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was like economics. That's right? awesome. Yeah, yeah, it all ties together, man. It all does. It all does. So, fundamental analysis says you study corporate governance, right? You, you know, Elon Musk is doing LSD every day. That's why he says crazy stuff to analyze the the structure of the corporation, the people calling the shots, in order to make a decision where you're going to invest them in. Mm-hmm. The head coach of the Oregon Ducks, your main rival, is Dan Lanning. Yes, sir. He coached for Curry Smart. Curry Smart coached for Nick Satan. And Nick Satan coached for Bill Belichick. <laughs> you don't have to be agreeable with all that because you might work for one of these guys someday, you know. You might yes, be sir. up there in New England with Mr. Belichick. Never know. I mean, that'd be a shoot, be a blessing. <laughs> It'd be a blessing. But yes, this sir. Is the defense is the Belichick, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning defense. Which was supposedly, I don't think so. Personally, the Miami defense with uh, Warren Sapp and all those guys uh, was the greatest defense in college football. But they're saying the Georgia defense was the greatest defense of all time. So, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Have you guys studied Oregon? I mentioned you guys already studied Oregon. It's um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're we're gonna get. Right when I get back, I'm I'm headed back. We're gonna get. We're gonna go in all of our opponents in depth with our with our guys up there and QBs getting the film room. We're gonna get our you know kind of like our game plans and our stuff down with them. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they yeah, I mean they they uh they I think they they base that off of their like their abilities for the linebackers to cover a lot of ground. I think gotcha. that 
that's really what that that is. And and the, the cover got, three, you're the, talking about your mic, right? Mm-hmm. And you got your uh, your rover, right? So this rover guy's covering a lot of ground. Yes, for sure. That'd be like yeah, that'd be like, like your his own blitz too. He might blitz as well. Exactly, like the nickel. Is that, is that considered like your nickel? What you're saying, Connor? Yeah, the, the extra DB. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he and and, and even and that defense. I mean, the safety they can do a lot of things with the, the three match and how they can carry the seams now, not just being like a regular old country three. So, cool. When you I mean, say country three, what do you mean? Country three is just zone. You know, you're not you don't have any any big players carrying the seams like now. You know, you see when they're in a two by two set, that backer, that outside backer, is really carrying that seam. So we can't just throw seams on that one high safety all day. You know. Right. So it's hard to get those seam throws in against a team that can run match and have more athletic linebackers that can cover those seams and can play in coverage more. Like you'll see teams you know, that don't have that type of skill that are just, you know, they're out there running regular three week. You know, they're rolling the boundary safety down. He's playing the, you know, he's playing the flat. They're bailing the corners. It's just all zone where you, you get teams that are more athletic, more faster in that in the interior linebacker scheme. They can really, you know, cover those routes and make it harder. So. They can disguise a lot out of that too. You know, like you said, they can bring that nickel, roll the safety down. Now they're in a cover one. You know, now they're manned up. They can do a lot of different blitzes, boundary with that, you know, that extra backer. So, I mean, it gives you a lot of flexibility when you got those athletes. So that's why a, a Nick Saban and a Bill Bill, so you don't like this defense because you're saying about the versatility. And especially mm-hmm. in the NFL, they can hide coverage. Yes, exactly. It's very easy. Very easy to disguise it. Yes, exactly. And you can get people in the same, in the same spots different ways a lot. I mean, you can pop ends out and you can, you know, have different ways to cover parts of the field. You know, a lot of the time they could, they drop their uh, whole players out. They'll drop the linemen out to cover those holes, those quick slants and stuff like that. And they'll still be brushing five guys and they'll still bringing some pressure on the quarterback. So. All right. So that, yeah, that's an interesting point you, uh, you brought up because Oregon, right. It's going to have better athletes than Montana state when you guys leave Montana state. So, mm-hmm. so your mindset, you're not taking my Montana State for granted, but your mindset's a little bit different when you play Montana State versus in Oregon, where you're saying they have the athletes to do more things in that, like, 4-2-5. For sure. And, yeah, and I think, you know, depending on, you know, that coaching staff, you, they might be a little more comfortable running man coverage or being in man because they feel like they have better athletes to do that compared to your guys, and they feel like, you know, if, if they feel like they're getting pressure on you with their coverage, they, they think that's a good, that's a win for them. So it's basically, I think, yeah, I think it like, yeah, teams that don't have that type of speed, like, a, you know, teams like in the FCS or like lower division group five. I mean, I think you'll the tend to see them shy away from making their linebackers do that because it's hard to find that kind of hybrid player that can really fit the box and cover, you know, guys in space, cover like fast four, two, four, three slots that, you know, the slot receivers are probably, you know, some of the quickest guys in the game. So. Right. And so that leads to, because you're the expert, how, because uh, Scott and I will do the ACC, and you're welcome to come on any of these a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Pac-12 is going to be your expertise. We start looking at a team, uh, the most experienced teams have an edge because of what, what you just said. Mm-hmm. How many guys are they bringing back? I always look at, first thing I look at is how many guys they're bringing back on the offensive line. So how do you want to do this, uh, Chance? You want us to talk about Oregon State first and then go to Oregon? Oh, we'll start with Oregon and then uh, finish with Oregon State. I mean, you can – yeah, you can start with us. I know, man. I mean, we got a bunch of guys coming back on our own line, so. Yeah, all right. So, I'm looking at Oregon State football. Now, 
I cannot bet Oregon State games because I'm biased towards Chan. <laughs> <laughs> As you should, my guy. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> but the, uh, looking at it, you guys got 76 starts coming back on uh, the offensive line. That, in my opinion, you guys were the best offensive line last year because you guys just enforced your will uh, at certain times, especially on the goal line. Mm -hmm. So we look at definitely a short yardage and goal line, definitely just, yeah, for sure. So tell us about your offensive line, guys, you got coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, well, we got, shoot, both our tackles are coming back. Got Josh Gray, for sure this will be his shoot third, maybe. Might even be his fourth season starting, you know, because of that COVID year. So he's uh he's got a bunch of starts. Then we got Kipper, who's he'll be his last year senior coming up. Started shoot four years as well. I think since he's a freshman. So um, yeah. And then we we got uh, our starting guard who's moving to center, um, Jake Levingood. He's a stud as well. I mean he he's a he's a beast, man. I'm expecting a big year out of him. And, you know, in the spring we were, we were able to kind of get you know get that connection on the center and get our exchanges right. So I really uh feel comfortable with him. And then you know we got. We got two really, really big guys coming up, stepping up. Uh, we got a guy named Talis Fuanga. I don't know if I pronounced his name right. My bad, Talis. But uh, yeah, he he's a stud. He's like six seven guard. So I mean, he's he's a he's a menace, big Samoan cat. Um, Atongan. I don't know. My bad. Again, sorry, Talis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I'm um, not nah. Samoan. Yeah. But he's a he's a yeah we got we got a bunch of guys too competing on the line man I think um you know it's a lot of competition I mean coach coach Amar coach coach Mahalche he's just he's a stud man he gets those guys working he's very smart coach very well minded you know so um I mean there's nothing you can really say six six three hundred and thirty one pounds <laughs> that's Tali yeah Tali yeah that and that and it, no and he can move man, too so he, he can you know, move he's, that he is can a lot. move yeah he says a lot too yeah he's a um, I mean, I know he originally came in as a tackle, but with our tackles being so good, you know, to, with him, you know, playing that guard, I think it'll be good for us. So, so you have uh, Dak on the offensive line, which is really sure. good. And then you have uh, Luke Muxray, because I remember him last year. You look at your receivers, and I'll get some highlights from you. You're really good uh, hitting your tight end last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Luke, I mean – yeah, that's something, and I, I think even going back after watching more and more film, that's a place I, I got to develop with him. And I think we, we've taken lots of strides in the spring and in the summer. And uh, I think, yeah, he's I think he's gonna have a big year, man. He's 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 a he's a he's a tough matchup for all these safeties and all these smaller guys trying to cover him. He's really fast, got great hands. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Luke's. Uh, he should have a breakout year this year. I know last year he had a really good year. I know he's he's looking to expand on it. Yeah. Sure. Well. I had a restaurant, my claim to fame, really. I had a restaurant in Pinal Park, Florida. Mm-hmm. I bought for $6,000 and I sold it for $800,000. But it was the fun along the way, people that came in. And one day I get in at four in the morning. At five in the morning, I see this white haired white guy knocking on the door. And I'm like, you know, excuse me, how can I help you? I'm like, wait a second. This is Dennis Erickson, the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> Whoa. He had a really good Cuban restaurant. Da, da, da. I'm going on a recruiting trip. Uh, can you make me breakfast? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so you look at corporate governance. Uh, Chad shared with me that you had, you had, you visited time with the Hall of Fame coach, won a couple of national titles. 
and is the mm-hmm. mentor of your head coach, Jonathan Smith, who's mm-hmm. doing a great job at Oregon State. But yes. tell us about your visit with coach and uh, Jonathan Smith in the offense, and you're in a good spot with being having a great coach. Oh yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that, that was a great moment. I always remember he was just very you know, knowledgeable, very just happy to meet me too. It was kind of just shocking to me, man. He's, <laughs> well, he's you're a kind of, quarterback, man. I don't think you know how good you are, brother. Man, I, man, I, I was, it's just, it's just so surreal, man. He came in at me and told me, you know, he just loved to watch me play and it's kind of, it's kind of shocking, but just having to talk with him about, you know, the game and him coaching Jonathan Smith and him being around this, this kind of facility when it, you know, when it was, you know, at its highest point, I mean, it kind of just motivates you to kind of want to get back there. And then he kind of had like a speech for us too. Oh, nice. Um, I believe, I believe it was before the ASU game. It was that Friday. He was in uh, at our walkthrough. And he had like a little speech he gave us, and it was a, uh, it was very, just you know, very motivating, very, um, you know. Well, you know, in the in a time, you know, it really got us like, we really got us motivated to just you know go out and play for our, you know, everybody that ever once, you know, was a Beaver. You know, he's just very. It's a very good coach, very good man that can be in charge and you know lead his way. I think, right, and, and that's really your your path to a number one draft pick because he played in the NFL, he coached number one draft picks, and I believe one of his players, uh, Dorsey, is a number one draft. Uh, it's a offensive coordinator or a quarterback coach, either for Buffalo. Yeah, I think it's for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And Dorsey we'll see in Buffalo. Yeah, Dorsey we'll see in Buffalo. And we got a direct line for Chance Nolan. You know. <laughs> First round draft pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, coach, yeah. Coach Erickson, he's is he coaching right now, right? No, he's uh, well, he is, but he isn't, right? He's one of those guys that that you call when you're stuck. Yeah. Call him. Uh, Ken Dorsey will call him. Yeah, yeah. Pushes. Uh, uh, I forgot. He's he has a no for his last name. He's also in football. He was coached by him. He was a number one draft pick quarterback as well. Uh, all those people, you contact uh, a mentor, an old person. Sure. Contact them, and they'll tell you right away what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Like when you contact me about money, <laughs> or you got a mental health thing, you contact my my wife. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but yeah. he, he's football. If there's something yeah. with football, uh, it, it would be him. Right? Yes, yeah, sir. All right, so. Uh, you go against him every day, right? It's spring practice. What's the first thing that comes to mind when we start talking about your defense? Man, man, I think we uh, this year. I think we're getting a lot of guys that are going to help our team that we kind of missed last year. We we had a we had a DN linebacker, outside linebacker type, John McCartan, who who had to sit out all year with like a hamstring issue. Who he'll be back, and I mean he he's a, he's a really good cover guy too, and he's six six off the edge. I mean, he should be a, another menace for us. Now, I think we got a we got a transfer, a couple of transfers on the D line that are coming in. We got this Florida transfer. Oh, nice. Yeah, he uh, he was actually he's actually been here for a while now. He came in the middle of the season last year, but had to uh, sit out because he transferred during the year. But um, he's he'll be uh he'll be a stud. Uh, Chatfield, Andrew Chatfield, he's that's his name. And then uh, I mean, starting there, I think that's kind of like the biggest you know, for us to, to improve are up there up front. So I think, uh, you know, really taking strides there. They looked a lot, you know, a lot cleaner in the spring. We got a lot of guys competing. So I think that room, you know, they, they definitely improved it a lot. And then uh, the linebackers, we kind of took, you know, we took a little losses in Avery. I think he's our leading tackler. But, um, I mean, that core is pretty good. Kyrie, I know he stepped up in the bowl game for us. Kyrie Fisher, he played a bunch of good minutes. 
So, um, and then we got John Miller, a couple couple young guys coming up that I think can fill roles for us and, and play good. And I think uh, I think our, our nickel position will be a lot better this year. We kind of move moving things around. We have Ron Harge, who's out at corner. So he's kind of moved around playing nickel. Now he's kind of out at corner. And we're kind of finding spots for uh, things. But I think the, our defensive back, our defensive back room is very, very, very um, experienced and very talented, I would say, with Rajon, Jaden Grant coming back. I mean, all these guys have played a bunch of big games, a bunch of big minutes. So I think uh, they're really experienced. I think this should be should be a lot good. And I think Coach, Coach Bray, too, I really do like our, our new defensive coordinator. He's right. Let me ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, so I kind of noticed. Uh, I think uh, your original defense coordinator was in there at that point. There was an interim. Yep. Uh, noticed some of that defense. So, what as far as spring practice? When you look at spring practice last year to this year, without giving away too much, because we're, we're not give the. I know yeah. all the enemies are listening to this podcast. They listen mm-hmm. to it anyways. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we're not going to give them anything. We're not going to give them anything away. But without giving anything away. What is the difference between spring practice, the defense last year, and now this year's spring practice with a new defensive coordinator? Um, I would just say the amount of the amount of exotic looks that they're doing is a very more slimmed down than it was compared to last spring, right. which I think allows them to play at a higher level. And I think it makes them more they know their role. It's it's more you know, let, less exotic look, more play football. And I think that's kind of been helping with the defenses, you know, kind of being more clean. But, I mean, in, in years past, though, it's been really hard to, you know, go against the defense because they are throwing all these exotic looks. And you come out here and, you, you know, you think you're getting one thing. You think you're getting some type of quarters. And then they're clouding the side and you got a whole different six. You know, and it's, they, they're doing a lot of stuff. So, uh, but I think this the overall structure has changed, too, with the four down front. And I think our, our guys are liking that up front. I think we have like that pass pass rushers and the edge guys to be able to you know run that. So I think they've they've really been liking that for sure. No, right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very interesting defense. You guys got ten guys coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, because I manage uh, people's money, uh, I have to keep my mind disciplined. <laughs> but also, Scott knows about this. I've been married for eighteen years, and I've been wrong in every single argument. Uh, and my wife says she's a psychotherapist and she has a lot of responsibility and it's good she does not let me say anything stupid <laughs> so what I what I do what uh what I try to do my best in is being as unbiased as possible right and to be honest it's it, I'm always honest I hate that phrase because I am always honest but to be frank, when Chad, your brother, said, hey, chance is good. You got to look at chance, da, da, da. I'm like, okay, you know, I know this guy, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm going to make a determination whether my own determination. I've been watching football 45 years. Went to school with Tommy Carter. First-round draft pick. That's why I've seen first-round draft picks. I destroyed on the basketball court a first-round draft pick. By the name of Tommy Carter, played 10 mm-hmm. years in the NFL, won in college with Lou Holtz national title. Mm-hmm. Same thing with William Floyd. Yes, sir. I uh, destroyed him on the basketball court. He won a Super Bowl with, uh, with uh, Rice, Jerry Rice, and uh, that quarterback, running quarterback, he's on ESPN. Mm-hmm. 
Steve Young. Yeah, right? Sir. I have to be picked in the first round. So I'm like, I am going to make my own determination whether Chance Nolan is any good or not. Doesn't matter, you know, it's different than uh business. Business and personal are completely opposites. In I business, think. you cut somebody off right away. Personally, mm-hmm. you give them a second chance, third chance. You know you're gonna lose money on it. <laughs> <laughs> so when I knew the chance was good, I hadn't even seen him throw a pass. It was the halftime last year of the Purdue game. They're like, okay. It seems like uh, Neuer. I don't know. Is he still on Team Neuer? Nah, nah. He's a, nah, he's not on Team Neuer. He's not on Team It was unfortunate. I'm going to use very political words. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for half he had. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we just got word that Chance Nolan is going to play. And I noticed how the sideline suddenly got excited. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew that you were good. Because these guys had seen you in the locker room. These guys had seen you in practice. Mm-hmm. And you so, guys were down, I think it was 21 nothing. Yeah, it might have been might have been 21-7. 21-7. I think we scored. We scored on like a I think we scored early in, in the game on like trick play or something. We threw like a Yeah. We threw, yeah, we threw like a yeah, we threw, yeah. It was like double pass. So they were basically dominating both offense and defense, but look what the score is. With three minutes and 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter, Chance takes him down there, and here's the lead. And describe this play here. What are you looking at at their front? And, again, one of the, the things about uh, that they get wrong about Chance is that they make this uh, – they're confused because Chance is such a great athlete. They think he's just an athlete, but no – Right. And, and after this, we're going through the difference between a thrower and a passer. And Chance is a great passer versus a thrower. We'll get into that. But here, he's reading the defense. I love where his eyes are. And he's an athlete. So he can do uh, different things in the Sarpia. Walk us through this play. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure we just hit a big play on them and got down here. They had us right, right. Yeah, I got that one too. I'm good. Put it on. Yep. So uh, yeah, I know we were trying to kind of tempo them up, and I know they they kind of had a guy out there. I thought, you know, I probably could have honestly maybe pulled this one and got up on the guy and got in there myself, but I was just gonna let BJ do the work on first down. So and then kind of offensive line he has. So good job, exactly. for your coordinator, and a good job by uh, Mr. Jonathan Smith, mentored by the guy banging on my door asking for breakfast at five in the morning. He's going on a, on a recruiting trip. Uh. Coach, all right, so here we go. Here's the play you're talking about. Now, they get confused with this, right? And I saw some magazines. I won't name them. I won't shame them here on the podcast, but I saw some magazines. Come on. Come on. Hey, about the arm strength of my guy here who reportedly can throw it on the line for 70 yards, but he doesn't have to on every play. Watch this this play. It's a little underthrown, but basically you're being a businessman on this play and making sure – this is wide open play happens. So this is the play that got you guys down there. Mm-hmm. This is what I like too, right? Before this even happened, and maybe I've watched maybe too much football. The chat mm-hmm. said that because like, how do you see that? Chad's like, that thing, why did you see that? I'm like, I've been watching football too long. Homeboy is intimidated right here. He's like, F-U-C-K, 
number 10 is tearing us up right now. And number 10 is going to make me look stupid. The fear <laughs> in his eyes <laughs> of the way Chance is about to tear this man up. <laughs> he says, All right, here we go. <laughs> he don't know what to do. Oh, no, he's got us. Oh, man. Boom. Nice throw. It was a touchdown, but it was political. It's on um, yeah. his home field. So we got to get Purdue the call on there and make him bang it in there. Yeah, man, I did. I did have a thought a little bit for sure. I could, I mean, I, I could have put more on it, but yeah, you're right. I was, I was trying to be a businessman. I was trying to get the completion, get us down there. I know, yeah. I know we had him beat. I know we had him beat by about ten yards. I just didn't want to miss it. Right. Yeah, I wish I would have thrown a touchdown, more, man. That would have been big time. No, you did throw a touchdown. They, they just did not remember when I was watching this. <laughs> I was throwing stuff at a thing, researching. And, and he's done this before. This guy, this back judge, watch these Big Twelve games. All right. Listen to the other podcast. We're going to keep chance clean. But, but I'll, I'll tell you a little bit something about this back dude right here. Let me put it to you this way. Each Big Ten school gets $50 million a year. So he, he blew it on this because that was a touchdown anyway. Boom, he's got it. Momentum gets him into the end zone. He crossed the plane. But you guys got it anyways. You got it in there, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women in the Me Too era think long-term. So now, before we'll get into this point that, that I make, and it's synonymous with the NFL, that's why, in my humble opinion, I think you're a number one draft pick, is because even in the NFL, there's a difference. And you did it here. It's a long, what you did is long-term. You throw this. Nine out of ten times, you're going to be fine. You try to gun it in there, it's five mm-hmm. out of ten times, which is bad business. You're a mm-hmm. businessman. So, uh, big difference between a thrower and a pastor. So, mm-hmm. uh, let me. I like that. I like that. They like statement thrower and a passer. I've always kind of felt that same way too. It kind of works in basketball too. Works oh, yeah. in all sports. Absolutely. So, and you know, yeah. kudos to your dad. Oh, who, t- who taught you that to be such a great pastor? I don't know, man. I think I just kind of started throwing stuff when I was a little kid at Chad. <laughs> I started beaming Chad with Hot Wheels and stuff like that. Chad, catch this. Yeah, exactly. Chad, catch this. Exactly. And I, and I'm always, I was always a pretty good pitcher, so it just kind of all worked out. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's interesting. You're a naturally smart guy. All right, so here we're looking at guy who's growing into a pastor right now, he's a thrower. Right? He's the uh, starting quarterback in Tennessee. He just <laughs> turns around and throws. <laughs> he's not looking at nothing. You saw Ch- uh, Chance was reading the defense before he did anything. He was looking out of the front, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's progression. This dude, all he does was throw it to him, go catch and run, right? Mm-hmm. right. He's not looking at anything. He just turns around. He's going to run, and he throws it at the guy instead of passing it, bounces it off his chest. He gunned it in there. All right? So in the main play we're going to watch, 100% chance what he did on that last play would have been it, – it, I'm not going to spoil it, but watch what happens. So he's reading his one key. He's looking to the sidelines. 
for the player. <laughs> See, he overthrew him. Why? Because he was throwing it at him versus passing it to him. Right? Boom, yeah. snap. They, boom, he throws it. Does not pass it to him. Put some air underneath the ball so the man can catch it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alumni. Yeah. Pain that I'm collecting. So, <laughs> the pain. Well, the pain. <laughs> yeah, the Tennessee quarterback did not step into that throw at all. That was a flat-footed throw. He's mm -hmm. trying to throw with his arm, not with – you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. That's sometimes, I mean, sometimes you can't always step into it, but, yeah, you, you got to be able to, to recoil that and shut it off so you can still be accurate yeah. with football for sure. Yeah, versus, and then we'll go back to Chance's play, and then we'll get into Oregon, and we'll go through the back to all. Mm -hmm. Love it, man. Thank you, Chance. Love it. Oh, no, man. This is awesome. Great. I'm always down to talk football. Always. There you go. Here's your passer, man. Nice pump. Yeah, we, had a, we had a little pump. We had a little hitch. A little, little hitch and go out there. A little 10-yard stuttered him. Yeah, I saw the corner was kind of just off. He was just giving me his eyes the whole time. So I felt like with that pump fake, I was going to get him, and we got him bad. It was bad. We broke him. And I think his move was good, too. He gave him a nice little stutter. Well, the other thing, before we go, very interesting thing. It, this is another thing I love about you, is your composure. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. you, the moment, let's say, say these days, was not too big for you. Ready to go versus the Tennessee guy who's giving me anxiety. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I'm actually just watching this guy because watch. And I think that's part of the problem too. He missed that guy. Uh, you know, part of the coaching. Look how anxious he is. Yeah. He's anxious. He's not smooth at all. Yeah, even just, I mean, yeah, the stance. I mean, that's the other, the two feet. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. He's a great athlete. He's good for, I hate to say it, but he's good for recruiting. Oh, we got a black star recruit me, man. Don't go to that racist place. <laughs> uh, oh, that's at Tennessee. That's Tennessee. Yeah, it's Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, Narduzzi and Pitt. Pitt runs the 425 because Narduzzi coach for D'Antonio and D'Antonio coach for who? Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. Right? And that goes back that's to the Atlanta. The whole tree. Yep. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I hate to see this guy go Josh Hapel because he was a coach of you can't finish. And I went to USF Bulls and I love them because he yeah. always gives a chance to beat him. He's not that great of a coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, no, they got him away. They got him on the schedule this year? <coughs> huh? They either playing on this show, you said? No, he was the head coach of. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah he went to uh, Tennessee. Oh, yes, sir. See, he's thinking too much. Milton's Milton. Uh, they're making him do too much, man. When he goes to the line, he doesn't even know what play it is or whatever. He's looking at his one key. Okay, look at your one key then. Look to the sidelines. Too much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Calling the plays, going to the sidelines. Let's see right there. Right there he's the, that's too much. It's too much going on. You know what to do, right? You, you're yeah. like, you're, 
at this point, I mean, I mean, I'm saying at this point, you should be probably understand what the defense is trying to do rather than trying to get the play call in. And yeah, no, seriously. Exactly. Can, can you run it? Can you play it from right here? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how fast he just snaps it. And then they bring the house. They, they brought like an inside, they brought like a little gut cross on him. Yeah. Well, the center's calling the, the line because he, he, yeah, yeah, you can see, yeah. Because they bring, do they pop? I think they pop that that field end or what? Yeah. Or he just wraps around, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing some stuff, though. They're doing some stuff up there, up front. Yeah, that's a 4 2 5 that's virtual. Do a bunch of twists and turns, gut crosses. Yeah. Do all types of stuff. So that's what you're going to see with Oregon. Oregon's going to be the last game of the season. Yes, sir. Uh. Get these Oregon Ducks, Coach Laney. They return seven on defense. Uh, they not they didn't they did the best out of the bigger teams. They did the best in the portal. They have eighty six career starts on their offensive line. Uh, returning seven guys on defense. Uh, their new defensive coordinator is Tosh Loposi, or Loppy. Yep, from Alabama. There you go, Nick Saban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 425. 425, uh, yep. There you go. <laughs> 425. So yeah. what are your final thoughts? Well, you, you said a lot about the 425 defense. What are your final thoughts of Oregon as you'll head into and start turning them deeply in the summer? Yeah, well, I think we'll be watching a lot of Alabama film, like you said. And I think we're going to be studying mostly Bama film and mostly what, you know, what he likes to run, his tendencies. Um, but um, I do think you know, they're a very athletic team. They always will be. You know, they're always going to have really good, big guys. It's going to always be a physical game when you go play Oregon. And, and you know, and that's that's the rivalry. So that game is just always, you know, there's always a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of fan right. chatter. So I think, um, you know, we just got to – I mean, that's very late in the season. So we got to handle business so we can, you know, kind of set that one up to make it a bigger, you know, bigger deal this year. Right. Make so it be – Make it be for a birth or something like that. I'm biased, but Scott says that's going to be for you guys to go to the Rose Bowl. Maybe in the playoffs. That's what Playoff. Playoff, man. <laughs> we, don't, we don't get a lot of Pac-12 here in Massachusetts. We get yeah, the time in the difference is still, yeah. Yeah, but the stuff that, that Josh has been telling me, the stuff that you guys have just talked about, makes me think that you guys are going to be in contention for the Rose Bowl coming yeah. down to the last last two or three games for sure yeah. offensive Actually. line returns good running game oh, good passing so. game mm -hmm. um that'd be awesome defense, defense will be will be better than last year mm -hmm. i know the pac-12 has always been a, a high scoring conference so i will be there at the pack at the rose bowl hey, <laughs> sir <laughs> i think i i already told josh i'm i'm betting you guys to win the pac-12 Oh yeah, can't so, talk about this on the, that on this podcast. <laughs> uh, chance eligible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. I forgot. I forgot. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey but, man, I just <coughs> I just play it, man. It's all good. All right. So first game of the season is you guys play Boise, right? Mm -hmm. Uh All right. All right, Scott. Thank you for your time, man. Yep. Take care, guys. Yep. Appreciate you. Thanks for your help. All right. Take care, Scott. Yep. yep. You too.
Boise, <clears throat> we got nine guys coming on defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Teams working two year cycles. <clears throat> Last year was an off cycle for them. There were seven and five. New coach, mm-hmm. Coach Avalos. Yep, came back from Oregon. Came, yeah, came back from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Boise? Um, I, I don't, I'm not too, you know, familiar with them. I did watch a couple of their games last year. I know, yeah, they're very experienced coming back. You know, you said what, nine guys coming back. Right. So, you, know, you know, they're going to be experienced and they're going to be good. And I mean, and I honestly have a lot of respect, you know, for the Mountain West Conference. So that's one team you definitely do not want to go in and, and shy away from anything like that. So, but yeah, I mean, I think for us, it's kind of going back and watching that, you know, when we played even Oregon two years ago, I mean, I think it'll we'll get a lot of that similar defense, a lot right. of their similar things you know the same type of stuff against us so I think yeah just going back in and then maybe kind of just going back through what they did last year in the spring or in the fall and then just seeing what they did against you know our personnel and our, and our formations and what they kind of like to do and the tendencies they do against you know that situation and that formation I think that's kind of our, our whole thing is just looking at tendencies and seeing what they do I know they, they you know they like to do a lot of different stuff they like to do a lot of different types of like three cloud double cloud and they like to kind of drop out of stuff they kind of like to play softer at times they will still kind of you know do like those those little delay rushes or they'll do a lot of different kind of you know intricate stuff in the interior you got to be ready for so that's awesome so we'll touch real quick on uh Fresno State and then we'll get heavy into the Pac-12 yeah Boise State you go Fresno State and you got Hater. Did you play against him in high school? What do you know about Hater, the quarterback? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, I watched him last year a lot. You know, he's a really good player. I know, uh, you know, makes a lot of good plays. They, they had a bunch of big wins last year. And, you know, they beat, a, I know they came out and beat UCLA. Right. So, you know, I know they'll, they'll be ready for us, you know, to come out there. They'll, they'll get us in there in their home stadium. So, I know, you know, that's good. But, I, you know, I think we should be able to have, you know, maybe an edge on our, maybe our size advantage. So, I think we should be able to maybe, you know, well in the in the ring. So that'll be very interesting. Yeah. You guys will be able to do that. I mean, that's kind of our plan always. Like that's kind of our, our momentum and our line. You know, they, they always had that you know mentality coming into the game, like, you know, you know, a lot of the game's gonna be on you guys, what you guys do. And I and I think, you know, that goes for football all the time too. You know, I think the game, like they say, is one in those trenches and that exactly. that's really I mean, that's absolutely true, especially as you get deeper and deeper into football and deeper into this level and deeper into, you know, schemes. It's like, you know, who's going to win that that forward push is going to be able to move the ball and keep the ball in their hands, you know. You see it in the NFL. You see games that are one ten to 3. You know, you see games right. that are one seventeen 17 to 10. It's like, you know, who wants going to hold the ball and who's going to, you know, more, more so not go win the game but not lose the football game, you know, so. No, big time. And, and that goes into the fact that they picked the right starter quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I saw that sideline getting pumped piped up that gives that offensive line a little bit extra edge that a little extra motivation yeah for sure a little bit yeah so, no you go montana state you got to respect montana state they probably need to have a player or two very motivated to play you guys oh yeah, yeah. You go ahead with montana state and then we'll head into usc yeah well i mean shoot they went what to that they went to the national championship last year fcs i believe wow. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean that's a great program. I know you know we're gonna get their best shot. You know I know Montana, those schools out there go they go crazy for their football too. Oh, big pretty, Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that game for us is actually gonna be held in, in that Portland Timbers Stadium. Got it. Yeah, so that'll be a little different for us getting that drive down there. But yeah, uh, I mean yeah, the fans might be fifty fifty in that game. 
yeah, yeah, it might be a little, might be a little different for sure. Um, but I, I do think you know that's going to be you know a very well coached, well coached football team. I mean, any team that can go into a championship setting and go compete for a championship is coached very well. I'm not too familiar with you know who they got. You know, if they had any guys leaving on their staff or if they, you know, got guys coming back. I know one, they had a really good player that I believe got drafted last year, one of their defensive players. Right, and you can speak to this as well, right? It's something I talk to Chad a lot about. Mm-hmm. And I'll post a link to the videos. It's uh, Djokovic, the the tennis player. Okay. Uh, and he was top 200. And he just changed his stroke percentage, 0.001, and he becomes one of the greatest uh, tennis players of all time. So it's called marginal utility. So maybe the top 500 uh football players are exceptional but we go six through 150 the changes are very minimal uh like chat should probably be in the nfl right it's just Mm -hmm. a tiny little bit of details a tweak it could be you being in the nfl being a pro bowler getting a second contract in the nfl to not right it's very minimal so when you look at an fcs school let me know if i'm right chance Mm -hmm. i think fcs school one through 22, there isn't a huge difference between them and uh, upper level par five. The difference is it's in depth. You start getting special teams. And you start getting deeper into that roster. Um, I mean, I'm you're 100% spot on the head. You, at those type of schools, you just don't have the money and the resources to be able to, you know, have that type of, you know, for your school. It's just, it's just not the same as, you know, for these schools that can, recruit big, have these huge stadiums and, you know, have all this money, send these kids right. on official visits more. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, but yeah, but you're definitely right though. The one through 22, those teams can compete with, you know, the best of them. I mean, you got North Dakota state out here. You got all these teams. Right. They come, I mean, these teams come out and they, they win games all the time. It's not like they, they come in, they just, you know, win once in a while. I mean, I think last year they won like 10, 11 games. They'd be FBS teams. So I think I think I think North Dakota State should probably be in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, it's like if we're being honest, exactly. Like I mean, I think they those some of the schools do have the resources. I mean, I think James Madison is coming in the FBS. Right, right, right. they're in the Sun Belt this year. Yes, exactly. So you know, I mean, I think yeah, you're you're spot on with that. I think, but you're right though. The resources, football's you know, it costs a lot of money. Equipment costs a lot of money to have all these things. Costs to have a weight room, you know, feed all to have the kids on scholarship, getting money and having paid for it's like you know the resources is just the biggest gap i believe in that in that sense but i mean you got the, the starters could probably all play division one anywhere and most of the guys probably did and most of the guys probably transferred from you know a, you know group five or a power five fbs level school so all right so the fourth game of the season right mm-hmm. you got usc coming in to corvallis it's going to be a big game you know chad has his best friend coming in there mm-hmm. um USC is returning eight on offense, only three on defense. They got a brand new defense. Let me know what you know about Alex Grinch. And and, and, and this football item, because I remember in that play, you guys hit the big play against Purdue. You guys started running tempo, right? That's to tire the defense. Mm-hmm. So first year, only three guys, new defense. Says to me that maybe USC is wanting to get in shootouts. And their defense is kind of geared to that one big stop in that game of getting their offensive ball back, giving momentum back with a turnover. That's the kind of style of defense you're going to play. What are your thoughts, Chance? Yeah, well, I mean, I think 
over the years, I mean, he was Oklahoma, D.C., and I think over the years it's kind of been their style of play at Oklahoma. I mean, you see them getting to shootouts game in, game out, and I think that's kind of the style of that conference as well. But um, I will say, though, that, you know, at USC they, they might have, you know, they're going to have – I, I know they lost a lot of their DBs that started last year, so this year it's going to be basically a whole new de- defensive back core. 30 guys during the summer. Yeah. So it's, I mean, the team, the structure of the team, you know, I know they do have some interior guys coming back on the D line, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think for us though, for us though, I think it's going to be a lot of window dressing. It's going to look one thing, but it's really going to be something simple because especially fourth game of the season, they're going to have to keep it simple. And that's what I'm saying. They don't, they don't, I don't think they have enough time to kind of get all fancy. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think, you know, for us, we like to control football games. So I think that'll be something that's going to be on our, our mind for sure is, you know, like they want to do that. Well, we can take the ball away from them and make them press and make them get, you know, get scared, make them have to force stuff. And now they're right. forcing themselves into stops. So I think it's kind of, you know, we got to play cat and mouse in that, in that instance. Well, I like you guys in that spot. In fact, Jonathan Smith, Dennis Erickson, that the whole office of lineage, you guys mm-hmm. are in a great position in that game. Then yeah. you guys go – uh, play Utah, and I went to a game. Um, let's see if I have, yeah, I have it here. I went to a game with um, Chad. Your brother was saying we didn't know how this game was. It was end up going to be such a good game. Looking at the future, you had the winners of the Pac-12 uh, and uh, the winners of the Mountain West. So let me pull mm-hmm. this up for now. So we'll see how. Uh, they line up, and then there's Devin Lloyd, and I like last year Devin Lloyd, man. He didn't shy away. Got his face. He's like, man, what? He asked you if it was a penalty. You're like, yeah, that's a penalty. Well, man, man, I trained with him a few times, so yeah, he he had uh well earlier in the game. I don't remember my uh one of my best friends, Jaden Grant, is thrown out of the game for right. safety for, for a hit that you know we all thought wasn't targeting. Right, right. So uh, I basically told him, you know, if, if my boys got to go, then you got to go, man. Right, right. <laughs> So that's kind of just what it was. Right, so that's that's how Utah lines up. So Utah's known, and you know better than I am, for the defensive line, right? They have a great defensive line coach to get them in the NFL. Here's Devin Lloyd, or here's number one Devin Lloyd. Um, now, now you're right. Lloyd zero in the middle. That's zero, one. Zero, that's two. That's two. One is two. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. And um, the San Diego State, it wore them down a little bit. Is this how the, how they line up? He was first round draft pick, so you know how first round draft pick how they play, how they look. So Utah, you guys had a great game against them. You guys beat them last year by uh, by eight, I believe. Forty, I think it was like forty two thirty four. Right. So they're studying you all summer. They're coming at you. They're studying that chance. No film. Of course, we're not going to give too much, but I know you guys got some different wrinkles they they haven't seen when you go up there to. Uh, you talk about go play them. Oh yeah, man. I mean, um, I, I think I, I don't want to get too much into what we've been doing up there right, in Florida, right. but I, I really like the stuff we're doing, man. I think you know we got a lot of a lot of simple but new nuances that are gonna right. help us, you know, you know, get us get us uh get us the ball in our athletes' hands, you know, maybe get me in space more. So and I've been training hard, man, trying to get my speed and my uh, lucidness up. Right. So I'm trying to try to bust some long ones next year, man. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no more, no more, no more twenty yards and get down. I'm trying to take you know, 40, 40, 40 to the to the crib. Right, right. We want to keep you healthy though. So, yeah. Oh, always. That's number one. Number one. 
Sure. Utah, it's going to be a great game. You guys beat them last year. Uh, you guys are going to go toe-to-toe with them. They returned six on defense. It doesn't really matter that much because he's a great coach. Coach Cunningham, yeah. a great right. coach at developing defensive players. Eight on offense. I think Rising is coming back as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my point of view, I feel that you have a superior skill set mm-hmm. to Mr. Uh, Rising. So that, that's going to be a big game. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Bigger game, yeah. Bigger game for Utah because they're because they're at home. Yeah. Then after Utah, then you guys go to Stanford. So Stanford, they played that zone. zone. (laughs) (laughs) That zone. (laughs) That David Shaw. Yeah, no, man. You know what you know you're gonna get out of Stanford always. That's just great, great fundamentally sound coached well. It's a good football team. You know what you're going to get out of Stanford. So with, big, with them, is patience, right? But oh, yeah, patience. Mistake, you got to take advantage. But, they, but, yeah, they make the – I mean, yeah, man, you can still get that big play over the top. You know, a lot of the times, you know, you hit them, hit them, keep hitting them underneath, and then they start getting antsy, you know, like, dang, trying to get up, trying to get up in there, and boom, take the top off. So, no, nah, I mean, but, you know, you know we're going to get with them. They got – I mean, I know they're going to lose a little bit up front. They lost their, their, their guy up front, their D-line, and that was a stud, right. Booker. Um, now their program is supposed to be down, but you can't really look at that. No, nah, and I know that my 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 uh, no, I actually played against their quarterback Tanner McKee when I was younger. That was that was kind of my rival in youth football. Him and wow. yeah, so they played for the Corona Chargers. I played for the Marietta Broncos, and it was actually uh, you know, Travis Dye running back. He's at USC now. Yeah, yeah. Oregon, he's at Oregon. Yeah, that that was that running back, and Tanner McKee was their uh, quarterback. So your running that. back was Travis Dye. Nah, his was. His I, was. I had I had I had a couple other actually, you know, Rashid Shahid from Weber State. Yeah. Yeah, we had him on my team and right. we had a couple other guys. Yeah. So now nah, we had we, we had a squad. We had a lot of guys on that team. Right. Khalil Shakir was on my team too from Boise State. Got it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. Chance yeah, worked yeah. out with him, told me about uh yes, those workouts. Yeah. So from uh Stanford, then you guys will play. Here, Stanford zone. So you got that zone fundamentally sound, solid team. You mm-hmm. guys go to Washington State. It's the same coordinator from last year, uh, but now he has his own team, kind of putting his own spin on that. Um, yeah. Thoughts about Washington State. Uh, it's a revenge game for you guys. You guys lost in a shootout against them. Man. I was throwing stuff at the TV. <laughs> yeah, man, that 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 one hurt. Yeah, that one hurt, man. We definitely got a chip on our shoulder from that one. That was kind of like the one that that because we were like, I think what four got and, away, right? We we're four and one, I think, at the time, or five and one, man. We were we were feeling good. We were probably gonna win that one, maybe get break the top twenty-five, and then yeah, man, we fell short. But um, yeah, I mean, I will say that that defense coordinator he did do a great job. I think he came from Hawaii, if I'm not. I'm not mistaken. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so they, they do a lot of exotic stuff with their on third downs. I know they're very they like to show that double mug look with the backers. They'll get those wide three techniques and the two D linemen. You know, um, they'll do a couple of different things. But um, I mean, they really um, they schemed us really good last year. They played a really good game. They were always kind of always knew you know what we were kind of doing with our emotions, and they were really in tune to kind of where we were going with the checks in our run game. And um, you know, I had, there was a couple of plays that you know I missed in that game that I wish that, you, know, you wish you had back always. You know, it probably goes the other way, but 
That's the only advice you learn from it. Exactly, exactly. So um, you know, and I and I've been that's what I've been, you know, studying a lot of. I do like um, you know, we kind of our, our defense kind of has been doing some stuff like that on third downs, showing that those looks and kind of doing some different pressures, dropping out, bailing, showing zone. So it's, it's been it's been good um good work for that type of defense and that type of uh, style of play for sure. Yeah, the defense coordinator is Brian Ward. He came from Nevada. He was in Nevada. Nevada. Yep, that's what it was. Then he was at Syracuse with good old Dino Beavers is a great coach up there. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, they, they only returned 31 starts on that uh, offensive line, and they, I guess they're going to try to run a run-and-shoot type because that's what the coach knows, and that's what how you can recruit up there. Mm. So you guys get up on them early. Washington State is going to be in trouble against you guys. Yeah, yeah, man. I know that's one. That's one that we gotta. You know, I know our fans always are kind of like, ah, oh, they cooked it. So we gotta kind of, we gotta get one. We gotta get them back. I know we've had a lot of rough ones at the end of the year, kind of falling short at the end. So that'll right. be a, that'll be a fun one. We'll get them at home too, so that should help. All right. So your last five games can be Colorado, Washington, Cal, Arizona State, and Oregon. We already did Oregon, Colorado, right? Now Colorado, you can't say this, but I can. Because uh, there's a point I, I make. It, it is a great point about the United States of America. Mm -hmm. I love is that if you're you actually have to be better at marketing than actually being good at what you do. Mm -hmm. The head coach at Colorado, Carl Durrell. Let me put it to this way: everybody can have their own opinion, but not everybody can have their own facts. All I'm going to do is speak facts. Carl Durrell, head coach at Colorado has a losing record as a college head coach. He's been fired, I think, two or three times as a receiver's coach in the NFL. Somehow, he talked himself into $15 million guaranteed up front and $5 million a year to coach the uh, Colorado Buffaloes. Remember, none of this is my opinion. These are all facts. Mm -hmm. First year, pandemic year, he goes four and two. Last year, he goes four and eight. And then when you guys played him last year, it was a shootout. It was a good game, 37-34. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So Colorado has five guys returning on defense. That was a really good defense they had last year. Mm -hmm. uh, they did. They got after it. They got after us, man. It was kind of – it was for us, man, it was it's different playing up there in that elevation too, man. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, does, it is a fact of that elevation. And you train hard, man, so – Man, I, yeah, I'm coming. I'm, yeah, I'm going to do a little something different this year for that. Get a little, yeah, because we got Salt Lake. We got to go to Salt Lake, so we'll be up there again. Right. So you mm -hmm. got that experience. You know what's coming. Chris yeah. Wilson is a defensive coordinator. Uh, yep, Chris Wilson, yep. All right. Mike Sanford, offensive coordinator. Mike Sanford was the head coach at Western Kentucky, and he just came back from Row Your Boat, Minnesota. Up there, Mike Sanford. He was at Stanford a long time ago with Harbaugh. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. They returned seven on the offensive line. They have, uh, again, we talk about experience. Uh, only 58 career starts on the offensive line. So that's another team where you guys get up early on them, they'll be in trouble. Mm -hmm. I know they've lost. They lost a lot to the portal, too. They lost a lot mm -hmm. to the portal because, yeah. for whatever reason, a lot of people do not have a high opinion of Coach Durrell. So, I'm hoping you guys blow him up. 
Yeah, man. We need them. We need that. We need them back too, man. That's 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 one of the other ones that got away. Right, right, right. So that's two right there. Man. Yeah, that's a two. There's there's three that I. Scott's point, man. You guys yeah. are looking playoff yeah. or Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, seriously, man. Yeah, no, nah, that's what we're working towards too. So that's awesome. Yes, so sir. To that end, and how things repeat each other, because you know this more than I. Uh, he's a great coach, man. Now he's to me, he's the opposite. Coach Durrell, Justin Herbert, the head coach. Is it Justin Herbert? Uh, Justin Wilcox. Wilcox. Cal, yep, Wilcox. Justin Wilcox, coach of Cal. He's a phenomenal uh, defensive back coach. Mm-hmm. Every single year, you look at the drafts, he's getting guys there. He was coached by Coach Alvarez. They play that zone, that zone again, right? Mm-hmm. When we say zone, they can play man the whole game. We're just saying their base defense with their basic under philosophy is then again the push to cup big plays in the game yeah. that's the defense you're going to see right mm-hmm. and in football you know zone turns into man so frequently not at that level it's you know it's basically you know they're all oriented so it's like you gotta be but they're gonna be very similar or philosophically the coaches historically are very similar to stanford they mm-hmm. return five on defense it doesn't matter because he's such a good defensive coach yeah the red flags come out right because the Cal administration doesn't care a lot about football. They have returned three guys on offense, which might be a good thing because they were a horrible offense last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51 career starts on that offensive line. You guys beat them 39-25. So, oh, get yeah. up on them. You could score some points. They, yeah, they beat us, though, last year. They beat you guys last year, 39-25. Yeah, yeah, that was the other one. That's the last one. That's the one I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that's three games you can get back. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. Coach Wilcox, though, yeah, he is a great coach. He's gonna have that team ready to go. I mean, I remember just playing that. They're a very physical team up front. Was, yeah, and you know, my mind, that's why you gotta look at your biases because my mind was I I really thought, and that's a good thing, right? You look at your yeah. biases. I really thought you guys were a superior roster to. But your defense coordinator isn't the guy who Unskilled, who didn't do his, it was unfortunate yeah. the way he schemed up that way. He's not there anymore. <laughs> you got a new guy scheming up. So that mm-hmm. doesn't happen because Cal was not, that was the only, unfortunately, that in the Stanford game, which is different. Stanford's a rival. They think about him 24 7. Those were mm-hmm. the only two games where the offensive did well. And they had like a good quarterback. Did they have him back? I don't think so. No, he's got, he, he had declared for the draft. But he got picked up by somebody. And they got Jack Plummer. Oh, yeah. He was at where? He was at Stanford? He was at Arizona. Oh, he was – Plummer? Or oh, was he at Purdue? Oh, he was at Purdue. Yes, correct. Purdue, yep. Okay, yeah. He's, yeah he, we actually – he started against us, actually. Yeah, so you'll see him again. See him again for Cal, yep. But he, he doesn't have offensive linemen or depth. So by the time you guys play him, November mm-hmm. 2nd, he either might not be playing or he's going to be pretty beat up. Yeah, I know they had a pretty decent. They had a really good running back last year. Man. I really like to watch. I forgot his name. He was a, he was a stud, man. He he had a really good game against us too. Uh, Marcel Dancy, Damian Moore. Yeah, one of one of those guys. He's a, he was a bigger guy for sure. I think he's more of a bruiser. Right. But yeah, no, nah, for sure. But yeah, they'll they'll be. I mean, as, yeah, it's gonna be solid though. So it's gonna be a team. Yeah. you guys on defense. Yeah, for sure. We gotta yeah, we gotta play better for sure than we did last year and so for sure. Absolutely. 
So from there, you go to Macau. Again, now this is going to be very interesting. Uh, you guys are going to go to Tempe. Yeah. And I'll do my best to be there in Tempe. Yes, sir. I, uh, I'm excited to go there, man. I, I know, I've only seen like pictures of that stadium. It seems pretty, pretty awesome. It'll be very exciting. And then you're going to be going against uh, Marvin Lewis, won a Super Bowl. He's going to mm -hmm. be the architect of that defense, the scheme. Their student uh, defense coordinator is Trent Bray, who's a linebacker's coach. He takes over at D.C., but we know that special assistant up there in that box, the coach is Marvin Lewis, who went to Super Bowl and got Cincinnati to the playoffs six times. And I had a friend of mine who worked with him in the Cincinnati front office. He said he literally he did 15 jobs in that front office. So he, that defense is going to line up right. At least we know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Herman Edwards, the coach. Uh, no, no, you guys are. Uh, it's Trent Bray. I was looking at the wrong thing. Let me get Arizona State up here. Yeah, we got. Oh, you were saying? I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying Trent Bray. That's why I was kind of like. You said no, 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 Trent no, no, Bray. Defensive coordinator. Yeah, was, they got the same name. Yeah, no mold. All right, here we go. Uh, new offensive coordinator. It's Glenn Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't get too much into it, but what happens when you have an offensive coordinator who comes in after spring practice? I think that's going to be tough. Uh, yeah. Glenn Thomas in, in the transfer portal, they got good guys in, but they're all going to be new. They only mm -hmm. got four guys coming back on defense, four on offense. They lose a lot of guys in the transfer portal. And if I remember, it's fired at this point. It might be an easier game than not. Uh, they returned 62 guys on the offensive line. And their defensive coordinator, I call them their fake defensive coordinator, right? Because you know that Marvin Lewis is the one calling out the shot. He, I've even seen him with headphones, signaling stuff in the press box. He, he's the defensive coordinator. But for money purposes, you can pay a guy more. And call him uh -huh. defensive coordinator. Donnie Henderson. Yeah. Glenn Thomas, who was the unspectacular offensive coordinator at UNLV last year. Mm -hmm. Arizona State. Uh, before this, it was also a great game against you guys. And you guys beat him 24-10, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I think well, Arizona State, I, I've seen them twice now. So I think I've kind of got a good little feel for what they like to do. You got two W's like against them, don't you? Nah, we lost the first time. We lied one on one, yep. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's always gonna be kind of, you know, gonna try to disguise stuff. They do a good job with their linebackers. I think their linebackers last year were, were really good. I know they had uh their number number twenty, I think who's in their Mike, he got drafted, I believe. Um but yeah, no, I think Arizona State, they're always gonna be super super talented. I think they're gonna be athletic too. And I think they're gonna, right. you know, hit, gonna line, I mean they're, they're gonna, gonna right and gonna be athletic. Yeah, and, and they're gonna get guys from the portal coming in. You know, I think a lot they lost a lot, but I think you know, I know they got that quarterback from LSU coming in. Right. Yeah, but I mean they're gonna have they're gonna have guys. Let me see the quarterback. I think he's uh Avery Jones. Oh, Florida, Florida. Florida Gator. Florida. Yeah, Emory Jones, yep. My yeah. experience. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of experience. So yeah, and I mean, he'll be a he'll be a he's a great athlete, great player. So, um, yeah. So because this offensive line is bad, they can get off. Looking at uh, let me see from right here. 
This is the four two five, but him is which they get wrong a lot. And we'll close with this and then we'll get final words. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa two is a coverage, it's not a defense. So Tampa two Yeah, they love their Tampa two. Yeah, you're you're yeah, you free Stacy, but you're gonna have versus having X right here, uh and your rover. I think you're wait, wait, let me know if you're right. You're gonna have a corner here, you got a corner here. Yeah, no matter what, you gotta have two cloud corners playing the flat. Either it can be a corner, they can get it to it lots of ways though, really. Yeah, but yeah, corners in the flats, the two high safeties, and then you got that Mike right. deep tampa dropper. Right, right here. Right. Yeah. And then you got your two, and then you got your two hook player hook curls right there. Nice. Okay, exactly. So that that's the defense Arizona State's gonna play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can do all, all these defenses. They can disguise it and do all kinds of this off that. But that's that base Tampa two, yeah. uh, Marvin Lutheris, Herman Edwards, Tony Dungy, um, Pittsburgh, right? Yes, sir. Just stop. Yep, exactly. Just stop right. that middle. Stop that middle field open. It keeps that middle field closed off. And you, you can still yeah, rush, right. and you can still rush four. Right, right. Because you're still rushing four. Yep, and you can keep the whole middle field up. You got three deep cloud cover, basically. Right. The, the, the spot that's kind of vacated is that middle spot, though. That's why like, we have a play called Tampa where you kind of run like that tight end. Yeah, I love sit. it. You have a sit it. right there, yep. Right. The Tampa to go against the Tampa, too. I love it. Sure. Exactly. Right, so thank Very you so simple. much, man. Learn so much. It's going to help yeah, yeah. us in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be rooting for you. We're going to support you as much as possible. And how, how do you feel now? Now you're going to pick uh, PRPs, player run practices, and mm-hmm. then into fall camp. How are you feeling right now? And man. what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. Well, I'm, stu- I'm excited. Fired up. Yeah, no, nah, I'm fired up too, man. It's going to be it's gonna be a great year, man. All the boys have been working hard. Nice. Getting it in throughout the summer. Strength coaches, everybody's been putting their time in, man, putting their time in with us. So I think uh, – you know, I think we're you know ready for a break, another breakout year. I think this year, you know, we, we have potential to, to shake a lot of heads and to make them, you know, make them make them shake, make them all shake. Yes, yes. And uh, Chance comes from a great family. Chad's been on the podcast, and we all share the same philosophy. We all live it and love it. When you give one, you get ten back. So it's better to give than to get. Not religion or philanthropy. It's just business. So we call it Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to their Pac-12 preview. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Yeah, let me stop this soon then uh just a final word real quick because I know you gotta go, you're busy. Yeah, it's all good, man. Appreciate you. It's fine, man. It gets me gets me ready to go because I'm about to go back home and get into the film room. I'll have a lot more for you uh shoot coming up, man. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna I mean I'm we're gonna well basically when we go back, we go we basically go like one of us will get uh whatever our first opponent is, you know, I'll get I'll get Boise and then somebody else will go start on Montana, another dude will start on Yeah, and we basically get all our notes and then we kinda go watch them together and then we just kinda see what we find. Nice. Yeah. Love it. We work together. Our quarterback range really, really helpful out there. Everybody you know, it's kind of like uh, I think Tristan Jevia too. He's just a great guy, man. Really wants to help out Ben too. Everyone's just working to get better. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much. And then, um, 
I get back with the guy. Good thing he came on. Uh, the guy from Bentley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I hit you back on the email. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, All very right. good. For sure. Put that proposal together. And, and like it is, it's like you hit 25 out there and then boom, want to come back. You only mm -hmm. need to get lucky one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, man. So thank you so much, man. Anything for you got my number, dude. Anything you need for me? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been meaning to grab that, man. Yeah, I'll hit you up whenever, man. Can, yep. For sure. Right. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, Josh. Onward to victory. Yes, sir. Be in touch. Shoot and roll like fuck, and I can't let me take something up here a mile up.